0: Hey, welcome in, everybody. Good afternoon. Gabe DeArmond here. This is the, I guess for now, the powermazoo.com podcast. We're doing this a little differently this week. There will be a uh, video version available. You can watch that on our YouTube channel on replay. You can listen on the podcast. It'll be downloaded to your podcast feeds um, by the time most of you are hearing this. So Hopefully, if you're watching or listening to this, you already know who I am. The other person on your screen you may or may not know, Um, I will introduce you. This is Nick Garner. He is the relatively new CEO of Every True Tiger Foundation, which is now Mizzou's preferred NIL collective. And first off, Nick, appreciate you spending some time here to, to educate the people and, and frankly probably me on some of this stuff and I, I guess to open things up I just want to give you the floor and and let you tell these people kind of who you are wh- what you're doing and and what exactly Every True Tiger Foundation is.
1: Yeah <clears throat> well Gabe thanks for having me and
0: glad to be here and um, I'll tell you a little bit about
1: myself. My I really got going here with Every True Tiger Foundation December 1st so It has been less than, it's probably been about 45 days Um, for me, uh, just a little personal history. I've spent um, nearly 20 years in the collegiate sports industry. I spent, you know, 16 years prior to this with Learfield on the multimedia rights side. I was uh, most recently helping develop strategy for Learfield nationally um, out of their Dallas office. Um, Prior to that, I was uh, the GM at Mizzou, Mizzou Sports Properties uh, here in Columbia, before moving to Dallas about three and a half years ago. Um, so really familiar with Columbia. But in my previous role with Learfield, I was helping develop um, and build their NIL strategy for the past probably eighteen to twenty-four months um, before the opportunity came. Um, as collectives have been being built and and having my uh, knows in that space, uh, this opportunity to get back to Columbia and back to Mizzou where we were before we came. And and so, uh, like I said, I started December 1, just moved to town um, about a month ago and so happy to be here.
0: Uh, and, and for those of you watching on YouTube, the uh, the website address for Every True Tiger Foundation is going to scroll across the bottom of your screen throughout here. Uh, Everytruetiger.org if you're listening on audio I'm sure we'll say it two or three times. Hopefully you can write it down or or memorize those very few syllables. Um, Nick, we're going to treat this to start out with, uh, and I think this is fair because even our listeners who are fairly educated in college sports, a lot of people go, what's an NIL collective? Why, why would I donate to this? What is this? Is this just you know, is this, is this the way to, to get money to these players? Uh, So, so what do you guys broad level, 30,000 foot view? What's the role?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a really good question by anybody. If anyone I'll tell you, I laugh, but it's true. If anybody says that they're experts in NIL, they're, they're probably lying to you because it hasn't been around long enough for any of us to say that we're truly experts and it's changing, you know, you know candidly i mean it's changing every week it seems like there's something new there's a you know you know nil the intent really behind it in 2019 when the legislation was passed to allow students to uh student athletes to really monetize author their name image and likeness you know the intent behind that really was to afford them that opportunity to uh to really do something that had not for decades you know had you know, there was no, no monetization off of that. It was just, you know, these guys were coming, they were putting in 40 hours a week and practice and going to class and coming and competing, representing their universities well. And that was it. And so really 18 months ago that changed. And so now it's okay. The collective portion that came became an opportunity for groups to really, um, form ways to create opportunities for the student athletes to find NIL, nil opportunities you know because nil just because it got unlocked and it was like okay well these these kids can monetize there was still really not a route for them you know it had to be found like okay well how are, how do how do we find a route it's not a pay for play so these kids are not you know getting paid to play they're getting paid to utilize their name, image, and likeness. So that could be through businesses, through nonprofits, you know, through a number of avenues, kids' birthday parties, shout outs. There's just so many different things that could happen. And so, you know, collectives begin to form, uh, as an effort that, you know, groups, a lot of it started with donors, passionate donors, but really an opportunity for groups to come together, and create the resources there to find NIL opportunities for student athletes. And that's really the genesis of how it started. And now it's become, you know, there's so much more and you hear a lot of this, you know, talk about, you know, recruitment and how does it, you know, f- you know, fall into that and what kind of kids are we getting to come And, and I think any of us would say, we want Mizzou to compete at the mm-hmm. highest level Um, At E.T.T.F., what we want to do is find as many opportunities to be attractive to student athletes that are enrolled at Mizzou. You know, are they going to have as many opportunities to um, utilize their NIL
0: to create opportunities for them? That's our hope. So before we get into some more specific questions, there's been a little bit of confusion among Missouri fans because there were some some different uh, collectives, you know, and, and advancing Missouri athletes was out there, and now it's it's ETTF. Can you explain kind of what you guys are doing going yeah. forward, how that's working with what used to exist, and kind of what the structure is for a Missouri yeah. fan who just says, I don't know, man, I got money, I want to help out, but what is this thing?
1: Right. Yeah, that's another good one. I, mean, I think there's, if you look across the country, you see collectives have taken different paths, you know, there's, um, various for-profit entities. Now there's the nonprofit side. Uh, what we did when you know advancing Missouri athletes is really where we started um, in, in the original form, um, and as more of a for-profit entity. Um, and advancing Missouri athletes (AMA) as we want to call it does still exist. It, it, it is still there. It's a portion of uh, True Tiger Foundation. Um, But really moving over into E.T.T.F., we created a nonprofit foundation that really, you know, the 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 real reason behind that is to create an opportunity for donors to feel like, okay, these are you can make contributions to E.T.T.F., tax deductible contributions to E.T.T.F., and you can contribute to our student athletes that contract with us impacting their community directly through the work with nonprofits. And so really, ETTF's mission is to really align a student athlete with a nonprofit to help advance their mission. So even if it's, you know, a chili cook off that's happening at, you know, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or, you know, whatever it might be that, that we can Offer opportunities for our student athletes to help promote that mission, help promote that event, help promote what's happening with these nonprofits, and then it becomes something that those opportunities create the opportunity to to receive compensation for utilizing their NIL. So we still exist on the on the for profit side with AMA as businesses and those brand type initiatives um, are there, but the nonprofit really opens it up to everybody it really everybody to be a part of it. Everybody to say, "Hey, you know what? I make a charitable contribution here. Now I see what Mizzou's doing with their student athletes, and I'd love to help them out. I can make the same tax deductible gift to ETTF."
0: So I, I think for Missouri fans, the the most visible that what they would associate NIL with is, "Hey, there's a bag of potato chips, and and Luther Burden has his picture on it." That's so explain to people: is that separate or is that different than what would happen if they donate? I, I mean, for example, the the potato chip company is not coming to you and saying, "Here's money, we want Luther." That's a that's a separate deal from from what they would be donating to. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: that particular deal. That's a good example. Has been run separate. Um, we always encourage our student athletes that um, you know your contract with ETTF is not exclusive. You know, we would encourage student athletes to go and, and find opportunities. And as those opportunities arise, they may, I will tell you that um, because of that AMA existence, and as we build, uh, ETTF, uh, that we, we do want that opportunity for, uh, brands to be able to come as well and say, Hey, Guys, can you help us find opportunities for these student athletes? Or we have a particular brand that we would love to align a Mizzou student athlete with. And there will be a part of ETTF, Gabe, that does work that corporate side to help create really, you know, as that preferred collective of Mizzou athletics, we want to provide, we want it to be like a one-stop shop for people. So we want people to know if you're a brand, you can come here. If you're just a general fan that wants to be a part of it, you'll have that opportunity as well. And I think uh, that'll create the most seamless. We want to be that household name where people just say, hey, this is where I go to align with the student
0: athlete and to create an IL opportunities. So for somebody and, and I do not want to by any means downplay the uh, net worth of our our subscribers, or our listeners, we may have some of the wealthiest people in the world listening. I don't know. But for those people who maybe don't have millions of dollars, don't own their own business, but just say, look, I've got 500 bucks. I wanted to go to Mizzou Athletics. I think this is the way that it most impacts Mizzou Athletics. First of all, how would they go about doing that? And second of all, then kind of what happens with their money? I mean, how, how much control do they have over who it goes to, where it goes and, and what happens with it after that?
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, so what I'll say is, is that, and this is probably a longer answer, but I think it's important for, you know, really your board members as they see this, because we're really just scratching the surface of where uh, I think the Power Mizzou folks are a huge part of where this collective goes. And mainly because of the passion for Mizzou. I think there's really three, what I'll call them, key pillars as to how we're building this collective. You know, one, there is a, you know, kind of a, a larger donor side that's important. You know, you need those those major gifts. And some of those might come from Power of Some may, some may not, as you said, I don't know. Um, but there might be that fit. Um, but the second really pillar that they're all equally important, but the second pillar is really this membership-based opportunity that anyone, they could say, hey, look, I want to just give you $5 a month or I, I want to give you $50 a month or $100, whatever that might be, that model, that membership model is there and, and can be done even today through org, as you mentioned on the top. And we'll probably talk about it a lot. And hopefully every time we do this, we talk about you know org. But the point is, is that you can go on there now today. Um, and I know you and I are working on this and we're going to better define for Power Mizzou members, what that means for them as far as incentives and things like that. So we don't, everybody doesn't have to rush there today, because I do think there's going to be some opportunity for your folks to, to really jump in and collectively have a little mini collective to the collective, which I think is kind of cool. But that third pillar is the corporate side, which we mentioned brands, businesses, things like that, that will exist. And there are business owners on your board. Too, and they may say, "Hey, I have a business. I want you know to to you know receive a little bit more uh, pub because I have a Mizzou student athlete." So those pieces, though, right now exist. And I want to talk about directing the funds. So you talk about well, how, how can they um, you know know where their dollar is going? And I think the what's really important is that this is the first time, this is really cool, and I get excited talking about it to people because when over the years you ask for, you know, donations, you ask for uh, sponsorship, things like that. There's not a lot of ways to direct that money, right, specifically to a program to a kid, I mean, you you can generally put things toward a capital campaign, you can put it toward, you know, a scholarship fund, you can do a lot of really good things. Um, But NIL is the, first opp- is the first real opportunity, and through these collectives, and really through, in this case, EverTrueTiger.org, you can select your program. And when you go to AvertureTiger.org, what you'll see on the website that's just been redesigned and coming along really nicely is the first part that someone will select is the program they want to support. So you go through the program you want to support. You say, hey, I'm a you know, women's golf fan. I want to support the women's golf program. I go in there. I can select how much I would like to donate? Is it a one-time gift, monthly donation, um, you know, what is that? Um, and then we can direct those funds. Now, there's also ways you know, in that third pillar to say, hey, you know, I have this you know, business that I'd really love to see ex student athlete because they align with you know, my business. I'd like to line them up. Absolutely, we can go and create that opportunity, offer that, oper- that NIL opportunity to a specific athlete Uh, that makes sense. And we can do that. So there's so many ways now that you can really get very granular with your donation and where your dollars going. And then in turn, what you'll see is the student athletes are doing things that are really impactful in the community with organizations uh, that are helping advance their mission. And so it's very, like I said, very granular. And I think that's what donors, uh, big and small, will see out of the collective.
0: Uh, I, I did not uh, warn you in our pre-show meeting that I was going to specifically ask this, but it, it just occurred to me, um, is there, do you guys have a roster of athletes or anything? I mean, if if somebody says, hey, I want to, you know, this, this specific kid, is a Missouri athlete automatically kind of aligned with you guys because he is enrolled at Mizzou, he or she is enrolled at Mizzou, or do they have to you know, come to you, I I guess, uh, how does that work?
1: That's a really good question.
0: So because we are that preferred
1: collective of Mizzou athletics, we will be able to go to every athlete, but because NIL deals are specific and within the confines of, uh, the NCAA, um, and what guidelines are set, we have to contract with the student athlete on every opportunity that we do. So if we have, um, you know, if a student athlete agrees to help promote a charity and we're going to do something every month for that charity, we'll typically re sign a contract every month with them. And so, but our access is to all 550 student athletes at the zoo. So if someone said, hey, you know, I have this, you know, um, a softball player or a wrestler or a football player or a women's basketball player specific, then we could go and offer them that deal opportunity um, to create it however we want to create it. So there's no one really off limits from that standpoint.
0: Okay. And then, then another one, uh, and and look fair or not, some people see things like this or even charitable donations, whatever and think, okay, well I gave $10, but how much of that $10 actually goes to where I want it to go to and how much you know, goes to pay salaries and costs and this and that. So if somebody gives money to ETTF, like, do you have a a ballpark? Like, does that money all go to a student athlete or or how that works? Yeah.
1: So our goal long-term Gabe, is that we spend 90% of everything that we collect, 90 cents on every dollar goes toward the student athlete. Um, We hope over time that that'll even in itself. There are certainly costs that, you know, like you said, there are salaries, there are, you know, we have a staff, we have operational expenses to execute, you know, there's certain events that we're going to put on, things like that. But at the end of the day, our hope and and our goal is that we will 90% or more will go to the student athlete. And that's really how we've tried to kind of formulate that. And we understand there's a buildup process to that. So you kind of have to build it And, you know, my thought, and it's probably the thought of many in, um, in the NIL space right now is, as you can see, it's changing, you know, by the week, um, it's, you know, crazy. Some of the things you see in here, I expect that there will be exponential growth in this space from, uh, you know, just contracts that you see with athletes to, Uh, amounts raised by collectives or other NIL outfits over the next probably 18 to 24 months. I mean, it's probably going to be exponential before it really hits a plateau. And we want to be really prepared for when we hit the plateau, which is really what the market's going to be, that we're operating efficiently. And so to answer your question, that's really where we want to get is that where we can confidently say, look, most of your dollar is going straight to the student athlete, which is another reason, Gabe, that. The nonprofit side made a lot of sense to us because we're not really we're not geared toward generating profit. What we're geared for is getting as many opportunities into the student athletes uh, arms as we can. You know, yes, we have to operate. But outside of that, our goal is to raise the money and get the money out. And that's that's really, you know, very important as as it comes to trust from donors, businesses, any of that.
0: Uh, once again, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you know this. But if you're listening on the podcast, I want to remind you, I'm Gabe Diarman. The voice you're hearing is Nick Garner, CEO of Every True Tiger Foundation, Mizzou's now preferred NIL collective. And and Nick, we've talked about doing this hopefully kind of regularly over time to update people as it evolves. But I've got three more that I definitely want to ask you here. Uh, the first time we're talking, you mentioned the staff. Um, people are hearing from you. you're you're kind of the head of the this organization, but uh, there's obviously a couple of familiar names involved. Just, just kind of who's involved in this and and what does the organization look like from from your guy's side and any specific people or roles that that you want fans to know about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's important is you know, outside
0: of myself and and
1: uh, really, which is kind of a fresh face and new to a lot of people uh what is probably not fresh and new are the other two guys that are really helping us and one is lawrence bowers who's our executive director i know a lot of folks on this board know lawrence um you know former uh, mizzou great basketball player um he's really kind of helping uh generate a lot of what our marketing you know is going to look like our fundraising things like that so lawrence is going to be around you'll see him he's on your board i know I know he is and, and loves to, to be locked into Power Mizzou folks. Um, and then our director of ops is, is Bud Sasser, who, you know, Bud's a, you know, former Mizzou football player. Bud's role really primarily is the execution part. There's a whole side of this that everybody doesn't, you know, know about, which is how do you execute with all these athletes? How do you get contracts done? How do they get paid? How do they, you know, how do you make sure that they do everything they're supposed to, that everything's disclosed to the school, to the compliance department, that they understand, um, you know, taxes like what are these kids? I mean, these are 18 to 22 year old kids primarily. So we really have to make sure that we prepare them. And, you know, Bud helps from that standpoint. He's also a second year law uh, student at, uh, in the Mizzou Law School. So, but both Bud and Lawrence have a really unique story. And that's the fact that they've been student athletes before NIL existed. And so I think that's really, to them, um, it's great to, to see their investment in it and their passion to create the opportunities for Mizzou student athletes.
0: I, I know also that, that that Mizzou hired Brandon Lee, a former football player, to do NIL on their side. And, and I think it was late August, the state of Missouri passed a law that, I'll be honest, I kind of understand but don't completely understand basically allowing the school to work with you guys. Can you explain to fans how that works? I mean, what kind of interaction you're allowed to have with whether it's Desiree Francois, Eli Drinkwitz, Dennis Gates, head coach X, and, and how involved they're able to be in this side of this because of that law that was passed last year? Yeah, that that is a,
1: in the state of Missouri, that is a huge benefit. To what you see happening right now, and I think what you know, a lot of fans and even folks on your board have probably been wondering for quite some time: is one, you know, do we even have a legitimate collective? Like what's happening? Um, but these are the first steps, and you and I know we've talked about it. You know what's coming. The, your, the folks on your board are going to see is over the coming months how you know EverTrue emerges as that collective. But we have been operating. Uh, for quite some time in collaboration with athletics. Um, and so Brandon, you, you referenced Brandon Lee, who uh, really is Mizzou's in-house NIL, um, what I'll call him kind of, he's the go-to guy from the athletic standpoint. And so, you know, Brandon and I and our staff are really in lockstep on communication with the athletes. Really Brandon's focus is gonna be on, you know, helping with the NIL education, really uh, being able to kind of be around the athletes every day, talking about what they need to be prepared for on NIL opportunities. You know, there's things that that he can really spend time and dig in with them. It could be financial literacy. It could be things like that. But we're going to work together with athletics to create um, educational opportunities for those student athletes so they don't just leave Mizzou. And, and not know what's going on. We want them to leave with maybe a little something in their pocket, but really understanding how to manage their finances, how to how to file taxes, you know, how to get their taxes paid, things like that are really important. Uh, the communication with, uh, with Desiree, um, with Coach Woods, and Coach Gates um, is tremendous. Um, we have to be um, in lockstep with them as well, just so that we understand the mission and the values and the direction, and that we're all going in the same direction. And I think that for us is super important. And so Desiree and and her staff, um, you know, have been very open and communicating kind of, hey, this is where we're headed and we need alignment. Um, And that's what we're here to give them. And we wanna, you know, obviously we would not be this preferred collective if they didn't have trust in where we were headed and, and trust that they can have an outfit because they can talk about it. Now you see it around the country. Athletic directors are now and coaches they're, they're putting a lot of energy behind, Hey, support this collective. And I think that's primarily because just what NIL has become, it's the number one topic in in the NCAA right now, outside of the transfer portal, which is kind of get, you know, um, Intermixed a lot, but that topic is huge for administrators or coaches. So we're we're in steady communication with our coaches and administration on on how we move forward. I,
0: I intentionally saved this one for last because it, it, I think uh, you know you, you try to bury the lead so people listen to the end. But this is what most people I think want to know. Since this went into law, NCAA rule, whatever you want to call it a lot of Missouri fans and a lot of fans at schools like Missouri across the country have said, well, how the hell are we going to compete in this? Right. How, how, some of the numbers they're seeing for, for some of these kids at places across the country, a lot of Missouri fans think we can't do this. So this is your chance. Why can Missouri compete in this space in the Southeastern Conference?"
1: Oh, it, it, it is, um, and I'm glad you saved that for last because um, this is a really big one. I think that the point that I think Missouri fans need to understand is that Mizzou has such a passionate fan base. So you can say what you want, um, and you can say the same thing about pretty much any school in the SEC, minus maybe one or two, but that passion is what drives – Fans to just keep coming back, right? Midst of good or bad, we just keep coming back, keep supporting. That's really what makes collectives what they are and unique is that it's an opportunity to show, okay, we can kind of bring our resources together to create opportunities for kids as they come here. They're going to see, hey, the opportunities I have on an NIL standpoint at Mizzou are as competitive as anywhere in the SEC. And we can do that through a number, as I said, a number of different ways from donors uh, to membership to businesses. There are so many ways that people can come together and create competitive opportunities. I think what you'll find, the numbers that are out there right now, um, a lot of it's overblown. I mean, a lot of it right now simply, I mean, it is, you know, once the dust settles, people realize, hey, a lot of what they're reading and seeing is really not accurate. Because I can tell you right now that there have not been like NIL opportunities have not been an issue right now for Mizzou, you know, and, and you could probably ask Coach Drinkwitz and Coach Gates because the, the idea for both of them is, hey, you come to play for the name on your jersey and we will be competitive creating NIL opportunities for you. And that's what we have done and will continue to do is create those opportunities and at the end of the day we are always going to do what we say we're going to do so we're never going to promise opportunities to a player uh, without knowing that we have the resources to do it number one and then knowing that at the end of that time period that they feel like hey these guys were authentic they were truthful they helped me find opportunities they helped me figure out how to manage my finances they helped me figure out how to do taxes and by the way I'm really talented and I helped us win some ball games too, you know, in the process. So I think for us is not believing that just because Alabama has 100,000 people in their stadium on a Saturday that they have any advantage. This is really the, this opportunity is an opportunity to almost kind of even the playing field a little bit because we can actually come together as a group and we can't do it with one person. And I think anybody that sees collectives that are founded on one, two, or three people will not last in the long term. But what will are the collectives that have everyone involved, every stakeholder that cares about Mizzou. If they're involved, then we can create opportunities that no one can.
0: And again, I want to tell you guys watching or listening, like Nick and I have, have had some conversations. We do plan to have some, some ways for PowerMizzou.com subscribers specifically to get involved and hopefully some, some extra benefits for you guys. Um, But but this is, is probably going to go out to, to general Missouri fans as well beyond just our site. So, Nick, just want to kind of end by saying, is, is there anything, at least in this introductory stage, that you want fans to know about that, that you think is important that, that we haven't talked about?
1: No, I mean, I would say specific to – to your listeners and the guys watching um, here, Power Mizzou specifically, I do want to say that, you know, I, we wouldn't be having this conversation and Gabe wouldn't and I wouldn't have developed this, you know, relationship and understanding if we didn't see the importance of Power Mizzou and, you know, really uh, the folks that are passionate about Mizzou. And I think as time goes, um, we just want everyone to be able to support in some capacity. And if we do that, You know, if we, I saw this was a little ridiculous, but there was a something on Twitter today. Florida, the Gator Collective, again making waves. But they, you know, said, you know, there's, I don't know what the number was. It was something ridiculous. If there's, you know, this many millions Florida fans, if ten percent of them gave ten bucks a month, that'd be five million dollars a month or something that they said. And while that's probably really overblown, and they've got some, you know, cleaning up to do to get their people to want to be a part of it. The reality is, is it did show what happens when we all come together, right, and in any capacity. And so I would just encourage people that whatever that is, and now that we've gone 501c3, whatever uh, contributions you're out making, consider how you can make an
0: impact on Mizzou student athletes,
1: and then in turn, create competitive opportunities
0: for Mizzou. So again, guys, if you want to donate now, you can, can do that at every true Tiger foundation dot or every true tiger.org. Um, if you want to hang on to, uh, just a little bit, we'll have some stuff specifically for you guys, but Nick, uh, appreciate you taking some time, man. Yeah. Thanks Gabe. I appreciate
1: it. Look forward to doing it again.
0: All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to have Nick on time to time on this show and, and we're going to kind of keep you guys up to date on what's going on from the side NIL wise and uh, Hopefully we'll be able to, to do some things going forward as well, but thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.